This week's episode of Here's Now Again is brought to you in part by Pure Liquid Spite. Liquid Spite, the most refreshing thing for any great vendetta. Liquid Spite, available anywhere mortal enemies are sold. Hello and welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get. From north to south, east to west, the only formerly intrepid class podcast to tackle all of life's toughest questions. I am your host, Tyrone Watermelon, and with me today, Melon Farmer-in-Chief, Tim the Handlebreaker. <laughs> and some people like to call him Mr. Falcon. It's Tab Burt. Welcome back, everybody. Big episode 249. You know what next week is? Yeah. 250, because that's how numbers work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm looking, excited for that. That's basically five years. Basically. At, at a certain point, you end up with such a, because it, it's what? It'll be at 260 will actually be the five-year mark, but then it'll be 30312 or something. Yeah. It's like, it just gets fucking too complicated. So you just start going by 50s. So Imagine big, we take two weeks off a year. Like well, but, other but, but we don't. Yeah. <laughs> that's the important thing. Uh Boy, uh, with us today, Tyrone Watermelon, guest host, and uh, by spite request, and quite the tangled web of spite uh, for for Tyrone being here on the show. So, Tyrone, you got into an argument with Fred Rush in the Discord over something. I don't remember what. Yeah, neither do I. All I know is I wouldn't drop the issue. He wouldn't drop the issue. And I wouldn't stop. Oh, I don't remember what it was. So we were talking about weed vaporizers. And I think I was trying to make a distinction between those faggy fucking oil pens and the ones you pass hot air over. And he kept calling me a degenerate or some shit. And I wouldn't stop arguing with him. So he decided to use his spite reward to kick me out. Yeah. And to his credit, I'll give him this. He only kicked you. He didn't ban you. Yeah. He could have banned you. So there was a little bit of restraint there, but I thought it was very front funny. So that happened. He used his spite power in the Discord to kick kick uh, Tyrone here. Well, then Brass Knuckles, another spite producer, to spite Fred Rush, has now asked for Tyrone to be on the show this week. So <laughs> that's why Tyrone is here. And welcome to the show, Tyrone. Thank you very much. Uh, there, I love, I love the way the spite, the spiting has just become them spiting each other. You know, the one guy says no nerd shit. The next guy says we want more nerd uh-huh. shit. But, and so this, this, this week's episode does not count towards the two weeks of nerd shit since we're having a guest next week, a regular, a regular episode yes, with yes. that's when we'll do our second week of nerd. No, I kind of have to, I have to admit though, I think the spite producers spiting themselves is kind of how this whole thing started. How so? With the dead helm 32nd rule. Yeah. Right? It, it all st- it kind of started as a way to get that going. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was why it first started. And yeah. then uh, as a, well, no, I don't think it was as a spite request dead helm was on the show. Maybe it was as a spite request he was on the show. Maybe. I don't recall. Yeah. Uh, in any case, it's a lot of fun. Boy, what a week. I've had one of the worst. I've You know, this whole year has just been dog shit. Yeah. Um. I'll get into that. In it's, my, it's like it was like my 2019. Yeah, I, I'll get into it in my issue. But uh, long story short, my cat is in cat hospital because uh, his his wiener doesn't work properly. Yeah, and it really sucks. 
but uh, I'll, I'll get into that in my issue. Uh, what else? We had the first the first concert at the BOK Center here in town. Mm-hmm. That's the big the arena. The big old arena. It holds like 20,000 people or something. I don't know exactly. It's where all the big acts play. It's where all the big acts play. The first big concert in 17 months was there last weekend. It was uh, some country music guy and fucking packed. I, I don't think it was sold out, but it was fucking packed and not a goddamn mask in sight. It was beautiful. It was like the before <laughs> times. It was... It was great. And it's like, look, I, I wanted I wanted to take a picture of it and then just go like, remember what they took from you? This. Mm. And and despite it being country music, it was a lot of fun. Uh you know, just to be just to be in that kind of massive crowd again and like fucking experience the there's an energy when you go to anything that big <laughs> where there's just this buzz. And it's better when you're tuned into that buzz. Like when we saw Rush, yeah, that theater was alive. Man. I was not that tuned in because I have no fucking clue who uh, Alan, Jackson. Alan Jackson. I keep wanting yeah. to say uh, Blake Shelton. I don't know why. Because he's the other con- famous yeah. country person you know. Uh, you know, speaking of famous country people that we know, uh, guess who's a huge faggot? Who? Chris Gaines himself. Oh, this was known. Uh, he, he did. He did. Chris Gaines. He canceled all of his fucking sh- shows, outdoor shows, because I oh, can't risk getting the China virus. What a fucking loser! Uh, there was a uh, internet conspiracy theory that went around a year or so ago mm-hmm. that insinuated that Garth Brooks was a uh, serial killer. Ah, oh, I believe it. Yeah, that's why all his friends are in low places. They're buried. They're buried his six basement. feet under. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tim, well, how's your week been? Uh, it's been all right. Um, we did. We had our movie night, our weekly movie night last night. Yeah, we watched all the Matrix movies. Yeah, not in order. Not the right order. <laughs> it was also your first time watching the Animatrix. Yeah, which is the uh, like nine or ten short form anime shorts all at once. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, not all at once. One after the other. All okay. at once would have been preferable to you. Yeah, yeah. Just tile them up on the screen, uh-huh. and I can like tune in and out of each one. Uh, I guess explaining the backstory leading up to the original film. It kind of does. It kind of does. You know, when you watch the Animatrix, you really realize that the humans were the dicks. Like we kind of deserved what we got for what we did. Uh, one of the most interesting things to me in that was there was one of them where uh, like a robot gets put on trial for killing a person. Yeah. And then there are protesters that are like, robot rights now, robot rights now. And I was just like, this is the fucking future, isn't it? This is a fucking textbook of the future. Yeah. People are going to be like, let your Roomba be a free range Roomba. <laughs> like, it's got to go back to a charger, you moron. But yeah, they, those people just violently destroy robots. And I was like, this is, this is great. Kill yeah. all the robots. It's, I love the animation in that. Uh, unfortunately, like, that one is that one's cool showing the history of how, like of how we started on the path to AI, mm-hmm. but it's a two parter and way too long. Yeah. They're all way too long. Well, they're all, you didn't like most of them. Yeah. Uh, the, the problem is that like it's sandwiched in between like, that's the first, the first two are that cool robot uprising, how we got into the matrix. And the last one is like a story that takes place between two and three. I want to say, yeah, of a of a of the of the Osiris. Oh no no, it, it's is it before it, two before two before yeah. two. It's the inciting incident for two. Yes, um, and that one's cool on a lore level because you get to see what happened to the Osiris, 
But all the stuff in between was is like only barely related to the Matrix. Um, my favorite one is uh, was kids play or there's one the one with the high school kid. Uh, it's basically the beginning of the Matrix movie, but with a different yeah. character and uh, Neo saving them. Uh, I like that one probably because I watched it a bunch on Adult Swim when they used to show them. Did they show them as like individual things? Or yes. Was, uh, okay. To, to like fill time after a 12 minute episode of Octane Hunger Force. Mm. Um, make the girlies say yo. Wait, make, make the homies say yo and the girlies want to scream. Yeah. Yeah. I think my favorite part of the Animatrix, uh, because it's kind of a psychological horror thing, is Humanity's War with the Machines, where you just see that dude get ripped to shreds. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. That fucked yeah. me up the first time I watched it. My favorite my favorite part of the Animatrix was when the credits rolled and it said the Lochowski brothers. That was my that was the best part of all three part Matrix all movies. Three. Aren't they sisters now? Yeah. That's why their next movie's not gonna be good. I have no hopes. I have I have no Yeah no days. hopes for resurrections is what they're calling it. Here's how we always intended to do the movie. Well, why didn't you fucking do it like that the first time? Because uh, there was too much corporate interference. And now, now they have a big enough name having made The Matrix, and that's it, to throw their weight around. Because Cloud Atlas was a huge fucking failure. Sense8 was a Netflix show that went fuck nowhere. Uh, they were the producers of V Vendetta, which is a great movie. Mm-hmm. But that's more on John McTiernan, not as much on them. They didn't do Jupiter Ascending, did they? I think they did do Jupiter Ascending. Never yeah, saw which that. Which was apparently terrible. That was uh, Channing Tatum with weird elf ears in space. Tanning Tatum. Channing Tatum. Which one's the correct one? I don't know. Anyway. Well, you guys ready to get into some issues? Sure. Uh, you want me to go first? You want to go first? I'll Tim? go first. Tim? What's your Here's first? what I don't get. Uh, this Jeopardy host debacle. So everyone knows our... Uh, national hero Alex Trebek uh, <laughs> passed away last year, and ever since, uh, no, 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 he didn't pass away. He was re- he was sent back to the ninth dimension, <laughs> where he comes from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kebert Zella. <laughs> so ever since then, Jeopardy has been on this run of um, like guest hosts, mm-hmm. uh, like two weeks at a time, and they'll say, "Hey, here's a new batch of guest hosts." Um, you know, for for about a you know two months or whatever, and then we'll take a month off, and then here's a here's a new batch. They've been doing that, and of course they're looking for a permanent host. But it's not like any of these celebrity hosts were in the running. In the running, they were these weren't auditions. Yeah. Um, I, but you know they weren't auditions. But at the same time, I'm sure that if like one of them sparked some sort of viral. Um, attention, they they immediately would have been in the running. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you who should host. Who? Tom Bergeron. Yeah, I like Tom Bergeron. Yeah, I mean, he. there was one point where he was hosting like three or four shows on ABC. Uh-huh. Uh, America's Funniest Home Videos, Dancing with the Stars, um, Hollywood Squares. Oh, he did do Hollywood and Squares. And then there was another one. Maybe it was just three shows, yeah. but yeah, he was just hosting the shit out of stuff. He's a great personality. He does have a great personality. He might, he might be a little too on the funny side for Jeopardy, but maybe that's what Jeopardy needs. Maybe that's what he needs to pivot. 
Yeah, and maybe he needs to pivot. And they um, kicked him off a Dance with the Stars, and they kicked him. They fucking replaced him with goddamn Alfonso Ribeiro. Ribeiro yeah. for America's Famous Home Videos. No. <laughs> um, How dare you, no, Stanley? I think, Go ahead. I think Jeopardy just needs to die. It's been running for 60 years. The host that everyone liked, he fucked off and died. I think it's time the show goes with him. I agree. Yeah, maybe. I And... But my, with the caveat saying, like, in 10 years, you could bring it back. Mm-hmm. But just let it let it disappear. Let it disappear. And then when uh, Weird Al makes another song about Jeopardy, bring it back. <laughs> That's what happened. That's why Jeopardy came back? That's why Jeopardy came back. Because of the song, I Lost on Jeopardy? Yes. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. I'm not kidding. That's why Jeopardy came back. Huh. Weird Al brought back Jeopardy. Because in the because in the song it was it wasn't and of course it was before Alex Trebek's time yeah uh, it was uh, Art Fleming yeah anyways um so behind the scenes the person that was like gearing up to to replace Alex Trebek was Ken Jennings the goat the goat the the Jeopardy champion uh, and he has like he's not he's not your typical like lame Jeopardy winner. <laughs> he's lame but not in tim, the tim do you say that specifically because you had a teacher in middle school who won jeopardy and was a fucking i did bore? not have a teacher that won jeopardy it was a different game show oh so he wants to be a millionaire yes oh, okay. yeah never mind um no i say that as someone who has watched a lot of jeopardy and, and seen a lot of very boring people win an episode <laughs> um he has somewhat of a personality. Like James Holtzauer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially like James Holtzauer. J- James Holtzauer smiles like a serial killer. He does. Like, he looks and, and and he smiles the way I smile when I do mad cucks. When he's just like his eyes get real big. He's just like, I am going to eat everyone in the studio. Yep. <laughs> Hello, fellow humans. I am expressing joy. <laughs> uh yeah, poker is how I learned my uh, random num- my random question picking skills. Poker, yeah, and not my RNG algorithm in my robot brain. <laughs> um. Anyways, behind the scenes, Ken Jennings was he can see through the little LCD TV screens <laughs> he and can see, see the, the daily doubles yeah, inside yeah, of them, yeah. like Terminator Vision. So Ken Jennings was in the running, and then of course as Anything ever happens when someone new gets a job, what's the first thing people on the internet do? Look for dirt. They look for dirt on them. And uh, just like that Don Henley song. Dirty laundry. Yeah. Yeah. People love it. Uh, hit them when they're up, hit them when they're down. Yep. Yeah. People love it when you lose. Uh, and so what did, what got Ken Jennings in hot water? The fact that he's Mormon. No, it was some of his old tweets. Ugh. Uh, Delete your tweets, people. And of course, these weren't uh, tweets saying like, I'm going to kill and stab X person on X date. Right. These were just jokes that uh, are now considered to be uh, offensive. Offensive. Uh, the, the most useful one, the useful, the most uh, known one was from 2014. And I think it's, it's, it's kind of funny. Okay. This is a tweet from Ken Jennings. Quote, nothing sadder than a hot person in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> That's a guy with a personality. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, uh, apparently, focus groups didn't react well to him after uh, after 
uh, knowing that um, they were already like focus testing him as the host when uh, this stuff came up. So um, that falls through. uh, And then the internet gets up in a buzz about one of the next upcoming guest hosts, LeVar Burton, Jordy LaForge himself, Jordy LaForge himself, Mr. Reading Rainbow, uh, Toby with an I. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, of all the guest hosts they've had that weren't like former Jeopardy people, if I had a say in it, yeah. If I if I if this was a voting process, he'd probably who I'd vote for. Yeah. Um, Do you want to meet him? Of course, I would love to meet him. No, you never want to meet him. <laughs> uh, like he is who I would. He is who I would pick. But it's not up to me. It's up to a bunch of Sony executives. Um, and so right either right as his right right as he started or right before his his he started, the news came out that this other person was high in the running for being the new uh, host. Michael, not Michael Richards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's who they should have done. Uh, <laughs> Oh uh, God! I can only imagine yeah. seeing Michael Richards host <laughs> Jeopardy. Michael Richards hosting Jeopardy. Hosting Jeopardy, right? He's reading the tiles, right? He's like, there's potpourri words that start with N. <laughs> Potable. And you, uh, you see him like gripping the gripping the podium, <laughs> just sweating. Um, actually, it's Mike. It's just Mike Richards. He goes by Mike, mm. not Michael. That's why I got confused. Um, he was a he was an executive producer on Jeopardy. Um, but he had also hosted game shows before. Um, he filmed his first episode of Jeopardy mm-hmm. and 24 hours later, he was fired. Incredible. He got for mean tweets, uh, for, um, offensive and sexist comments he made on a podcast several years oh, ago. Jesus Christ. So, uh, Tyrone, watch it. <laughs> Listen, I am uncancelable. Uh, you, you, you don't know my name. You don't know where I live. And I don't fucking use social media. Twitter is garbage. Why would I want to talk to assholes on the internet? I'm enough asshole for me. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not wrong. I, I This weekend was WATP Live, their live show in Chicago, yeah. which I'm glad I didn't go to now because my cat would be dead. Uh, but, uh, there were, there were people posting in their discord, like talking about the show while they're at the show. And I posted in there, I was like, guys, do yourself a favor, turn the fucking phone off and just enjoy the show. Like you are out experiencing life right now. That's ridiculous. Just go fucking experience it. Yeah. Take, take, take a couple photos, you know, take a photo of the marquee, take a photo of him up up there, take photos with him at the meetup afterwards. Imagine if, but don't just like fucking put the hate rectangle away for five fucking minutes. Imagine if like we didn't go to that rush show together. You, for some reason you couldn't go. And I'm sitting there texting you going, Hey, I'm at the rush show. They're playing Xanadu. They're playing Xanadu now. They're at that cool part. Caves of ice. And just like live tweeting you the Rush concert, <laughs> that would be terrible. That would, it would yeah, it would be terrible. You wouldn't enjoy the concert as much, and I yep. would just hate you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't get it, man. Turn turn off. Get off the internet. Fuck the internet, man. 
I don't like concerts in general because I have the burgers and the loud noises bother me. But one thing I've noticed, and I always fucking hate this, is so many people have their phones pointed up that if you don't have a phone, you can't see shit. You have to crane your neck to look at your own phone to see something right in front of your fucking face. Yep. Yeah. When we when we saw Rush, uh, you know they have the big video jumbotrons yeah, that yeah. built up, so you, and the camera work cameras, and that's cool. You know, I like that. Yeah, me too. But I had to make a, I kept making a mental note to stop watching the screens because I didn't come yes. there to watch television. I came there to watch the band. And, and sure, they're a little smaller. They're a little smaller and they're far away, but I can, I get to choose the camera shot if I'm looking with my own yeah. fucking eyes, not, you know, whatever guy has the video switcher and whatever slack jawed moron is on camera that night. Mm-hmm. Plus, if you're watching the cameras that show, you weren't seeing like the cool stage stuff going on. Yeah. The guys moving stuff around and the whole stage transforming as the show went on. Yeah, it. Man, it's irritating. Fuck yeah. the internet. Wait, isn't the the whole point of the cameraman's job to capture interesting things? How did he miss every single interesting thing? <laughs> Usually, the the camera guys are doing close ups on. Yeah, they they it's all inserts basically because yeah. they're not filming for film they're filming for jumbotron so yes they, they've got a camera guy who's just on uh, well, for rush for example just on getty and one just on alex lives and one just on neil pert uh f in the chats and then they have a couple other cameras that like like they had a camera i think above above neil neil that you could see his, whole his drum, drum solo kit. yeah and they had some like static cameras that they could do wider shots but it was mostly inserts on solos and singing yeah. and stuff what a shame yeah Cool concert though, yes, yeah, maybe the best, maybe the goat. It's, yeah, yeah. Who would have? Who would think though that Jeopardy fans are so toxic, right? Like, yeah, a guy can't make it twenty four <laughs> hours into hosting before you're, you know. I assume these people they're at home, right? Four thirty rolls around, Jeopardy comes on, and they're like this. Is a Jeopardy with your host Tim the Handlebreaker, and Tim hasn't even gotten to the podium to start to start introducing the 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 contestants, and people are already down there like clackety 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 clack. Yeah. I gotta go find everything about Tim the Handlebreaker, and he's fucking fired. Yeah, <laughs> that's a new record. That's a new record. <laughs> fired speed. by the first commercial break. They're- I am the master. They're speed running, canceling people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Like the the result of this is just going to be that you lose the thing you love. Yes, they're gonna be like, uh, yeah, we ran out of guests. We ran out of guest hosts. Nobody wants to do it because this uh, this is poison. You will yep. just everything in your life will be over if you become Jeopardy host because you faggots love Alex Trebek so much. So hope I hope you engine comes around and invents cloning so they can give you a new one. Because guess what, Jeopardy's fucking canceled. Go watch Wheel of Fortune, you fucking mouth breathers. <laughs> You know, when I think of your average Jeopardy watcher, I think of a 70-year-old woman. Who the fuck <laughs> is watching Jeopardy that was born this century? I think no, I think Jeopardy has two uh two uh, major demos, yeah. right? Number 1 is definitely the 70-year-old woman. Yeah. But the other major demo that they serve is uh 12 to 16-year-olds who are latchkey kids? Yes, <laughs> you get you get you uh yeah you get home because school gets out at three thirty and you, yeah. you have you get home you know right after that yeah that or one, you're or you're at your buddy's house 
When I was in middle school, that's what I did. I, you know, I'd get home, I would just watch, watch Jeopardy. Jeopardy and or Toonami. And then my mom would get home and from work and I would go, then I would be able to go play at a friend's house. Yeah. That was, or maybe I'd eat and then I could go play at a friend's house, whatever the case was. But yeah, so I watched a lot of Jeopardy until I turned 16 and got a job. And that was when I stopped watching <laughs> Jeopardy. I did watch the the uh, big championship game they posted on Hulu, though, last year with yes. Holtzauer yeah. and uh, uh, the goat and the other guy, Brian something. Yeah, that's yeah. It's funny. There's the dude who was present for the, all those games and answered like three questions. <laughs> oh, uh, was he has a the guy that had a weird name? Like yeah, Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, he yeah, Buzz Aldrin. There. Buzz Lightyear. It was yeah. Buzz Lightyear. It was it was uh, Tim Allen. Um. Yeah, I mean, they it actually might. This actually might lead to Jeopardy going off the air. Oh, I, I think it's guaranteed to take Jeopardy off yeah. the air uh, because if you can't. The host makes that show. Yeah. And you can't just constantly have a rotating thing of hosts. That's never going to work. No, no. They've done that. Uh, and there, there are shows like Millionaire, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Where they've, they've, they get a new host. Yeah, for a year or two. Yeah. They could do that, but... If we're canceling people after one week, one, after one episode. The only reason they didn't cancel Alex is because he got cancer. <laughs> you think he would have been canceled for? Oh, all yeah. His, I think the only reason why they didn't cancel Alex is because he was uh, he was a staple, an icon, mm-hmm. if you will. It, like, you'll, you're never going to get away from him as the host. He is the image of the, Jeopardy. I, yeah, I guess the only way he would have gotten canceled if it was, like, criminal. Yeah. Like the only way Pat Sajak is leaving Wheel of Fortune is if it like he kills a hooker. Yeah. Or it comes out that he killed a hooker twenty three years ago. Uh, yeah, uh, twenty three years ago. That's a while. Forgive him. <laughs> no, I can't even think of Alex Trebek killing a hooker. Like you say, oh, Alex killed a hooker, and I ask myself, well, what did she do? <laughs> uh, he wasn't a, like a perfect person. There's that uh, that video compilation on YouTube of him. Um, drunk drunk uh, yeah. doing the jeopardy commercials which is fuck. hilarious, it is hilarious. <laughs> and it's like in the 80s yeah yeah uh it's like i think drew carey got into Pri- prices right just at the right time just before cancel culture mm-hmm. became a thing because i know a lot of people did not like that he was taking over the prices right yeah uh he's done a great job i mean he's a fine host yeah uh but with That's this. not really a job that lets you be a comedian, though. No. Well, none of them are. None of them are. You can't, I think. I mean, I aside from Who's Line, but. Yeah. But really that's not a really game a game show. show. Whereas now, we're like, we're speedrunning, canceling. We're so, we want to find the dirt on everyone and just destroy them. And we have no sense of moral culpability or this, or forgiveness. Like the, the yeah. concept of forgiveness has completely disappeared from our society no there is no world where you can do you, oh i we found out tim was jay jaywalked all the time when he was in college like i'm sorry i knew that it was wrong at the time but i still did it and i've learned i've learned since then like now if you're fucking canceled buddy <laughs> you're canceled because that's the last thing that we have any moral high ground on flash rack, flash you know flash to someone on twitter going i can't believe tim the handlebreaker would jaywalk and let me just cross the street here not on the crossing walk yeah <laughs> you know i think part of it comes down to the fact that 
I don't know when this cultural shift happened, but you have all these fucking like miniature Hitlers running around like, well, no, I have a piece of paper. They say this is your role, so this is your role. I think everyone should get one murder a year and it resets on January 1st. So you remember like back when McDonald's didn't do breakfast all day. Yeah. It's like, oh, you arrive at 1101. So we sorry. We can't have you breakfast. a piece of paper. We can't. Imagine if you could just pull out a gun and say, yes, you can. I haven't had my one this year. I bet you that policy would have changed pretty fucking quick. And I bet you cancel culture would change pretty fucking quick if you cancel someone. And they're like, well, now I'm going to go murder this bitch. Yeah. In a perfect world, when when cancel culture happened, you know, whoever that first guy is, that's like, look at these terrible tweets that Ken Jennings set up. Everyone would go, shut up, faggot. <laughs> and that would be the end of it. Like that guy would just get, get shouted down in the Internet. But instead, people join in and grab the pitchforks because they want to. We have this idea in our culture stems for tens of thousands of years that you're the hero of your own story. Mm -hmm. And I've talked about this before. You're not. You're fucking NPC. You're an NPC in a bunch of other NPC stories. Yeah. Yeah. And but we have this addiction to thinking we're the hero of our own story and that we can slay the dragon. And. When we you live in a world where there's no dragons, there's no when we live without war, famine, we live in the a time of unprecedented peace and prosperity in human history. It may be in galactic history, you know, there are, there are thousands and millions of planets out there that fucking slide themselves through war just on just going by probabilities. Yeah. And well, that's what the first uh, and we've reached a level of stability where we can where our big concerns are that people made jokes we don't like 10 years ago <laughs> because we have no challenge. We're not trying, we're not fighting every day to survive. We're so we have to find some way to fight because we're aggressive creatures, but we have to find a way to fight in that risk reward ratio where, you know, I don't pick a fight with a big guy. If a, if a group of Asian guys starts a problem with me, I'm going to ask them if they know Kung Fu. Because if they know Kung Fu, I'm going to leave. But if they don't know Kung Fu, I'm going to take my fucking chances. <laughs> uh, so on the internet, you go, okay, what's my what's my risk in attacking Ken Jennings? Fuck all. Yep. What's my reward being the guy that took out Ken Jennings? Like a, a D-list game show celebrity from the early 2000s that like people know the name Ken Jennings and they know he won Jeopardy. But that's it. They don't. They can't tell you how much you won, how many games he won. Any of that. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember when he was on Jeopardy. Yeah, everybody does. It was a cultural phenomenon. <laughs> and I and now you get to add to your little belt, notching your bedpost. Like, trophy. I took down yeah. Ken Jennings. I am the reason why he is not the host of Jeopardy now that Alex Trebek is dead. I'm like, yeah, you're rooting. You're, you would have in a parallel universe. You're rooting for pancreatic cancer. I mean, in a sense, you wished Alex Rebecca's death. Yeah. You're doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, I don't think that all cancellations are bad. Like some people are just such fucking pricks that you're kind of happy when they get canceled, even if you disagree with the cancellations. Uh, for example, I've been banned from over 30 weed dispensaries in my state for racial slurs. And going to be honest, I agree with being banned from those dispensaries. Okay. <laughs> I, 
It's like uh, the OnlyFans thing. I was listening to the Dick's episode from last week, and he was talking about how all these right wing guys are happy that only OnlyFans are getting mm-hmm. well. It, they they end up backtracking, but sure. there was when OnlyFans was not going to allow pornography because of the payment processors. He's like all these people that are cheering on the the thoughts are getting audited are the same people who are not being allowed to use these payment processors, and they don't get it. And like I get that. I think it's wrong for payment processors to uh, limit what you can and can't spend mm-hmm. money on, but I can still think that it's funny that these hoes are getting their comeuppance. I it's it's wrong, but it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, yeah, it's not I, even really I, a comeuppance. They're just expected to get a job like everyone else. Yeah, well, and. And so that's why cancellation, like I'm against people getting banned from Twitter. But when I see prominent liberals get banned from Twitter, you think I funny? still think it's funny. Yeah. I don't think they should be banned just like I don't think I should be banned. But the fact that they got it, too, it's like, yeah, look, this is this is the system you built. The system that I wanted, would you wouldn't you would still have a platform. The system you wanted. Both of us don't have a platform. Yeah. Welcome to the fucking Morlocks, you piece of shit. I like that irony. But yeah. That's a good issue, Tim. You have anything more on the host Thank debacle? Uh, yeah, I, I am. Unfortunately, I am now leaving. Here's what I don't get <laughs> in order to host Jeopardy uh, for about 24 hours. I'd like to pull up the episode of <laughs> this show where Isaac Jackson was on and Tim said the <laughs> N-word to not allow him to be on Jeopardy, but also not allow him to be on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Tyrone, what is your issue this week? Uh, here's what I don't get. United States dollar. So here's the thing. We have what is called a fiat currency. So the only reason that has any value is because it is declared valuable by fiat or declaration. There have been thousands of these motherfucking currencies and every single one went to zero. There is not one exception and the US dollar isn't going to be it. The supply of every single currency on earth has exploded in the past 30 years, including Russia's. So, like, from the time they started their currency in the 90s to now, it has done nothing but explode. It's easy to demonstrate why it's all so fucked up if you simply explain how the United States prints its dollars. Because most money is not physical. It's printed on screen. It's typed in. And I don't mean, like, oh, your credit card company has a number on the screen. Uh, They have to have actual cash to back that. I mean that your bank physically does not even have 90% of your cash. Yep. What happens is that the treasury borrows currency by issuing a bond, which is essentially where he goes, hey, bro, listen, I'm a little strapped for cash, but if you loan me 20 grand right now, I promise you in five years, 10 years, 30 years, I'll give you interest. These bonds are literally our debt because what happens is the banks buy these bonds, again, our debt, and they make money off of it. Then the banks sell the bonds to the Federal Reserve for a profit. The people who print our fucking currency buy it from the bank. We literally pay the fucking bankers for the privilege of using our own fucking currency. But this isn't even the beginning of clown world. Because now the Federal Reserve has to pay the banks. But it doesn't have the money to do so. They never have the money to do so. The account with which they pay these banks always has a zero dollar balance. Now, if I write a fucking check and my account has no money in it, but I know that I have no money and I keep doing this, I go to jail. 
I don't just pay a bounce check fee. I've been writing hot checks. Congratulations, that's a felony. Go direct to prison. When the Federal Reserve does it, they just get to print some more money. The Boston Federal Reserve even admits this on their website. Amazing. So the banks take the money they just got paid with. They buy more bonds. And then the Federal Reserve writes more bad checks to cover that purchase. Both checks and bonds are basically promises of money and not real money. So do you remember when PayPal said, hey, we're allowing you to buy Bitcoin? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They didn't actually do that. What they did is they allowed you to buy a promise of Bitcoin. You couldn't actually move it. So the Federal Reserve, the Treasury are swapping promises with each other. And out of their asshole, they pull money. This raises the national debt and makes the banks money. This is why Christ hated Ursary. When we were on the gold standard, our paper money was basically a receipt for gold held by the government. So if you went to a bank and said, here's my currency, give me money, they would give you gold. Our money today is a receipt for a promise that isn't real. It's uh, Go on. It's like the magic trick that so have you, have you ever seen this? The magician has two boxes on a table and he opens up a box and pulls a, a bird out of it. Like a, usually it's a, like a, a, a duckling or a chickling, yeah. whatever they're fucking called. And then he puts it in another box and, and, you know, he lifts that box up and shows you that the box is, you know, a box. He puts the thing in the box and he waves his hand and he opens it up and the chick is gone. And then he reaches into the first box and pulls another chick out and he puts it in the second box and it's gone. And somehow there's an infinite number of chicks in one box and there's an infinite amount of storage in the other box. But in reality, there's a mechanism under the table that you put the chick into in the second box and it slides it through the underside of the table into the bottom of the first box. And you just keep doing that. And that's the magic trick. That's what they're the federal reserve and the, banks are doing with this is they're just cycling this debt and pretending that there's an infinite amount of dollars that are coming out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and you know what really gets me? Like, I don't care that it's a Ponzi scheme. What really fucking gets me is that we're paying banks for the privilege of using our own money. Yeah. On top of the individual also doing that. Oh, yeah, because when you get and this is another fucked up thing. So if you think of a bank as a person, you're not actually having them store your money. You're giving them a loan. And these bold, ballsy motherfuckers will charge you for the privilege of giving them a loan. If I went to my friend and he's like, hey, bro, I need 20 bucks. And I gave it to him and he said, well, actually, I have a 5% loan fee. I'm going to punch him in the dick. <laughs> yeah, you you owe me. Yeah. $22 in order to you know, really make this, make this work. Or how like my bank works is if tab was my bank yeah. and I went over to tab and said, Hey, here's, I want to start a new account. Here's $500. Can you hold this for me? And you say, sure. Yeah, yeah. And then next week comes by. He's like, Hey, I need like 45 of that. Can you give that to me? I need to spend it right now. And you go, okay, I'll just take 45 out. And then like the end of the month comes by and you're like, yeah, you don't have $500 anymore. So I'm going to take like $15 out of your account. Uh, yeah. Cause you don't have the, their minimums, minimums, Fuck yeah. those minimums, which is on an individual's basis yeah. as opposed to the 
entire federal government. Another, there's a similar thing where in some countries the interest rates go flat or they go negative. And what happens there is that the banks will say, okay, well, you deposited money, but now you have to pay a fee for depositing that money. Like not even you don't have enough money, just the mere fact that you used us incurs a fee on top of the fees that you pay for using the bank. Those prepaid gift cards will do that. Yes. Where someone will buy you like a $50 uh, prepaid gift card. And then when you activate it, it starts losing money. But if you don't activate it for a certain period of time, it will also start losing money. So I got one, I think I was secondhand or uh, what is it? I was re-gifted one of those cards once and it had just stolen. They had just stolen out of their own off the card, all the money that was on it. By the time, so by the time it got to me, there was no dollars. Yeah. Because it's a, it was a, it was a, like a visa card Yeah, and there's no actual money tied to that account. It's, it was a $50 loan. And since you're not using that money, they're like, Oh, we're going to just take it back. Yeah. And th- then it, then it's like, so you, you charged me the, uh, for the privilege of giving you money and you just took all the money for that. Yes. Okay. You guys can really get fucked. That's why I hate those prepaid gift cards. Anything that has like any kind of maintenance fees, uh, is just annoying. You should be paying me for having my money because you can do more with it than I can. Mm-hmm. That's why you're a bank. Well, there's basically no restrictions on what they can do with your money, too. Like, the only restriction is, yeah, you can't go out and buy weed with this shit. (laughs) So it's kind of ridiculous that these banks are constantly in crisis. Like, it doesn't take a fucking genius to let money sit there. What are you doing if you're constantly running out of money? Well, and the other thing about that, the constant state of crisis, is that any other type of, you know, if you, you get a small business loan, right? And you go start a uh, hot dog stand that only sells vegan hot dogs from three in the afternoon to three forty-five in the afternoon, and you don't make the ends meet, and your business goes under. You still owe the bank that money. Yeah, like you you made a you made a risky bet. You you lose. You owe us money, right? But if a bank makes a risky bet, like the subprime lending, subprime crisis, lending, yeah, <laughs> it's like well. <sighs> We can't lose. Why we're going to need a huge tarp bailout. It's, it's like a it's like a casino. Yeah. It's like they're the house. It, yeah, it's like they're the house, but then they actively campaign to make sure that they're always the winner. Yeah, the house always wins. Yeah, win lose or draw, but uh, yeah, but they're not the government's the house. They're on they're another gambler there at the table who you know, so we're playing blackjack and I'm over here getting my cards and you're over there. And every time he deals a card, you slide $20 and look at it and then you give them the card back and he, he slides you another card and you give him another $20. And it's like, ah, blackjack again. I win. And meanwhile, me over here, you know, can't get anything. I can't even slide that guy $20. I try and do that. They're like, uh, sir, you're gonna have to leave. But for whatever reason, there's different rules for you. We're at the mm-hmm. same fucking table. There's a thing at the Federal Reserve called an overnight desk. It basically, banks send payments to each other all the time because they're money laundering fucks. And if they can't afford to pay another bank, what they do is they go to the Federal Reserve and say, hey, daddy, I, I, I don't have enough money. Um, I, I need money. And then the Fed just writes them a check. <laughs> and this, this isn't like, oh, this is a once a year thing. This is like, hey, we fucked up five times this week. Uh, we need money now. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, you, uh, you forget to get a check deposited or, you know, a check gets lost in the mail mm-hmm. and you run over your, you know, you overdraft your, your account by 20 bucks, 30 bucks. That's going to cost you, that's going to be a $35 overdraft fee you owe us. Yeah. We had to cut, co- we had to cover this $40 for all of two days. We, we can't take that kind of risk. That was all the cash we had. Yeah. I've gotten into arguments with credit unions and banks about this because we live in a system like we don't understand why we're trillions and trillions in debt when zero doesn't equal fucking zero. I have a firm belief. If your bank account is out of dick, you don't get to fuck anything. You don't get to send any money. The banks don't seem to understand this. If you have zero dollars, there should not be any money sent. But you can tell them like, hey, can you stop? Like if someone tries to pull money from my account and I don't have it, can you not? And they will say, so we say we actually can't do that because you ACH or me querying house means we have to. No, you don't. You want to, you fucker. And then you charge me $30 for the privilege. $30, which I don't fucking have. You want me to pay for a bill that I couldn't afford in the first place. Yeah. Be it be it by poor, you know, poor financial planning or just like, you know, fucking shit happens. Yep. Well, I'm kind of a degenerate, so I put all my money in crypto, and uh, I constantly run into issues where I don't have enough real money, but I have enough Bitcoin, so I just end up fucking myself over, but I'm making too much money not to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I got got, uh, PNC banned me from their banks. I get banned from businesses a lot for racial slurs. I said this. Um, They sent me a letter... And notifying me that they had closed my account. Now, the thing is, I could not take out the money I had in there. I couldn't deposit money. My card did not work. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even uh, like go into a different bank and send the money to that uh, account routing number. So I called them and I, I argued with them for a week straight, like two hours a day. And Somehow they managed to, despite the fact that my account was closed and I couldn't make any deposits or withdrawals, uh, charge me money. They were allowing the uh, bills that I had to automatically be pulled out. Well, how the fuck are you going to take money if my account is closed, you dickhole? Yeah. Yeah. After arguing with them, like I got so done, I just started calling them Goyim. And... (laughs) Every rubber, like uh, 30 minutes in, I go, okay, listen, are you a, are you a Jew or are you a uh, goy? And he goes, I'm not Jewish. Okay, goy, here's what you need to do to help me. And they would start seething. And uh, I can get you to someone else. You do that, goy. You do that. I think after a week, I'd managed to get my way and they told me to go to the local bank and they'd let me pull up my money. But the fact that I had to do that and argue with them was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and then you got to ask your, ask them you know, was that so fucking hard to just say, uh, let me go to the bank and give me my money in cash and then I'll go find some fucking bank that's that will take my that will take my dirty blood money or whatever your fucking problem is. Fucking I'll go stuff it under my mattress at that point that you're probably better off, although we live in this world of checks. And so, you know, I get paid by check and my checks come from Bank of America and if I'm not a Bank of America customer, mm-hmm. they charge you like 5% to cash your checks. And it's uh, other banks, uh, so the, the job that I had when we worked for the haunted house, 
their checks came from a bank that was right around the corner from them and they fucked me over once because they didn't sign the check and I didn't look and I deposited it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, then, then of course, uh, that check's no good. And the money you spent on that check to pay your bills is, uh, all overdraft. Fuck you. Here's a bunch of money. Here's a bunch of back charges for a mistake that wasn't really yours. Yeah. So what I started doing from that day forward, because the check takes several days to credit, and so it took them several days to figure out the issue, and then they then they back charged me all. The, it was a fucking nightmare. So then what I started doing is I would go around the corner to the the bank that they wrote the checks out of, and cash that check into cash money mm-hmm. every week, and then I would go to my bank and deposit the cash because the cash would credit immediately, and then I could pay my bills and not worry about. Stuff going a more over. convoluted way that is also somehow less convoluted. Yes, that. But so then one day I got a check from Bank of America and I I needed uh, I needed cash for something like right away and rather than go pull it out of my bank I figured I'd just go cash this check and then I'd have that and then I'd pay for the thing and deposit the cash and I'd be all totally above board and I go to the Bank of America and I'm like I'd like to cash this check and they're like. Okay, it's gonna. Are you? Are you know? Are you? Do you have an account here? Like, no. But this is a Bank of America check. It was written out of your bank. And the guy's like, okay, that there's a five percent fee for and for non-members. There was an, an additional fee on top of that. And I was just like, so you want to charge me forty dollars to cash a two hundred and fifty dollar check or whatever the price was? He's like, yeah. Okay, you know what? I'll, I'll just go deposit this in my bank and pull the cash out of there. You fucking worthless cunt. Well, that's when I call. Uh, can you say slurs here? Uh, probably not. Okay, then I won't say it. But yeah, uh, you can see how I keep getting kicked out of places. Because like, if you're gonna charge me more money to, if it's basically more efficient to not use your business than it is to use it, I have no problem being banned from you. I don't want to deal with you. Yeah. I'm done with yeah. you. We we live in a fucking financial system that is a Ponzi on top of a Ponzi on top of a Ponzi, and the only people that seem to get fucked are the people who rely on the Ponzi. Yeah, yeah, just, just a series of IOUs being traded around by pedophiles. Yep, by a bunch of pedophile elites working for Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein. You know, uh, Trump said he, women would let you. Grab them by the pussy. This was a news story for months. Trump uh, associated with a famous pedophile. What's the whistling mean? Nothing. Uh, cricket. Oh, it's a cricket. No, none of the media said anything. None of them even touched on it. The most we heard about Jeffrey Epstein's island was like June of 2019, because Rusty Shackelford <laughs> took a fucking drone over the island. Yeah, Bill Clinton, Andrew, Prince Andrew, whatever, Andrew Garfield. That was a real fucked up situation in finance because he was a hedge fund manager that nobody seemed to work with. Mm. I think the hedge fund he was managing, blackmail. Probably. Well, that's a great issue. Uh, I don't think it'll be fixed barring Ever. a huge uh, restructuring of our nation that involves taking people who believe certain authoritarian principles and asking them politely yet firmly to leave. And then when they don't do that, uh, exercising our rights to self-defense to escort them out peacefully. And res- uh, what, what, was the, what was the phrasing? Um, stormy, but mostly peaceful. Exit from our mm-hmm. 
our lives? Well, the thing is, they've been asked politely but firmly to leave before, and it didn't stop them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but this time it'll be it'll be politely and firmly and and mostly peaceful. In RuneScape. Yeah. Well, that brings us to another episode, which means it's time for... Episode is brought to you in part by Riketa News Network. Is definitely not fake news. Tim, what news do we have today? Well, um, our first news story comes from the world of sports. Uh, if you probably don't know this. Not from across the pond? No. I'm shocked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, you probably don't know this, but football season is starting up now. Amazing. Uh, and, of course, the ESPN family of networks were just jam-packed with uh, football this weekend. Specifically, high school football is starting. Um, and, you know, for some reason, people want to watch playing two national anthems. Maybe. Um, anyways, uh, so of course there wasn't much of a season last year. Um, so, uh, everyone's, everyone's really raring to go watch this football, uh, Sunday, the grand finale of this weekend, the hall of fame classic at Kenton's hall of fame stadium, uh, was a high school game. It was the national champion IMG Academy versus uh, a school that did not ex- that does not exist. So were the other? Did the other team just not show up? Or? No, no, no. The the team exists, but the school doesn't. Oh, uh, Bishop Sycamore. Uh, they claim to be from Columbus, Ohio. They apparently went zero and six last <laughs> season. Um, which was their second season, uh, by the way. Uh, IMG beat them yesterday, uh, yesterday, fifty-six to six. Wow. Um, so how did they get in the league? They got in because, according to ESPN, the school acquired a number of FBS prospects to its roster. FBS meaning um, something about football. <laughs> uh, Except people did some digging, and it turned out that that what even that wasn't true. Um, quote: Bishop Sycamore told us they had a number of Division One prospects on their roster. To be fr- and then to go on to be frank, a lot of that we could not verify. You guys are supposed to be the uh, deposit repository of knowledge on sports, and you mm-hmm. guys can't verify whether or not a fucking school exists. You couldn't hop in the old Google Maps. Uh huh. So, uh, this, this Bishop Sycamore school, uh, they had, I mean, they had uniforms, uh, and they were supposedly teenage kids playing on this team. The the game happened. Um, uh, the other thing about this school, this Bishop Sycamore, it's a quote, Online only prep school. Oh wow! This is I think this is a Ponzi scheme. It's it, a, a weird football Ponzi scheme. It it almost it almost seems like a weird scam for the kids who couldn't get onto the regular football team mm-hmm. to get into this one or something. Yeah, everyone's already doing online school. Mm-hmm. Like so this is their second season. Yeah. So last year's like we can't play football at at you know. Bishop Central. Kelly or Central or uh-huh. whatever. So we're going to go, we're going to create a super team out of all of the 
top players from Tulsa Public Schools. Except this was this 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 is billed as the super team. Yeah, but it turns out it's not. Apparently not. Well, that was probably how they sold it to mm-hmm. the parents, and then they get the parents to pay for the kid to be in football. Because uh, one of my f- friends, their son, is he plays basketball, right? And he plays for his high school team, but he also plays for a non-school-related league that he, that he also plays on. And so it's something like that, where you're paying to ki- keep your kid in sports. Yeah. And despite this uh, school being an online-only school, very little about it exists on the internet. Uh, apparently the website... The school's website is basically just a blog with a uh, three-month-old uh, blog post as its most recent post. The About Us section of the school is blank. <laughs> uh, the only hard proof that um, that they could find about the school's existence outside of the team was um, an article from a local newspaper uh, that said it exi- that you know that had its name in it. What a strange I mean, scam. Technically, that about us is accurate. <laughs> yeah. About us, nothing. Uh, well, we're going over to our, for our next news story. We're going over to uh, Hollywood. Do you remember, do you, do you know who Army Hammer is? Uh, he was the Lone Ranger in the best Lone Ranger movie I've ever seen. Yeah, he was all, yeah, he was that. He was in the social network and he was, he was going to be Superman. Yeah, I remember there was a push to make him Before Superman. Brandon Routh and also after Brandon Routh. Yeah. When, um. Henry Cavill. No, no, no. It was when, uh, the guy that did the Mad Max movies, he was doing, he was going to do. Miller. Yeah, he was going to do a, uh. Uh, a Justice League movie. Oh. Uh, and he was supposedly his pick for Superman. Anyways, I don't know if you recall this, but um, uh, a little while ago, a series of messages, uh, text and audio leaked uh, from his, you know, from his account uh, where he was talking about uh, fantasizing about, quote, enslaving a woman, uh, mutilating them and then consuming their flesh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think uh, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. And then the a follow-up quote being this is the actual quote. Quote, I'm 100% a cannibal. Uh well, uh it was you know, all deep faked. Well, that came out and he said he said it was bullshit. Um uh and of course one of his former one of his exes came out and said that kind of sounds like him. Uh uh well, apparently he is now being blacklisted from Hollywood for, for forget this, for being cannibal. Uh, yeah, fucking kids, <laughs> that's okay. But you eat people, uh, not disgusting. Not, not kosher. You disgusting person. But the the Hollywood elites also do eat people. So I'm not getting this. Like, why didn't they protect him? Well, because he because he he leaked it. He, he, leaked he, it. he, he basically he leaked it. Yeah, that's this is his punishment. Yeah, he's getting um, he's getting kicked off of all the big movies and um, high high. What do you call him? So you're telling me there's not premier gonna be a, TV shows. He's, uh, he's there's not going to be a Lone Ranger sequel. There's not going to be a Lone Ranger. God sequel. damn it! I really wanted to see what happened with Tom. At least Kyle. not with him. That movie was great. Yeah, best uh, western I've ever seen. Well, don't feel too bad for him. Uh, he got into Hollywood because. Uh, He's rich. He was already rich. So, mm. 
He bought his way in. He bought his way in. Yeah. Fucked his way to the top like Terry Crews. No. Uh, uh, just wealth. He was already... He came from a wealthy family. Yeah, but a big dong will also get you. You know, money can only get you so far. Mm-hmm. Big dong really helps out. Well, Tab, I've Terry got some... Really, did Terry Crews really fuck his way to the top? Uh, yeah, he came out during the hashtag Me Too thing and was like, I was sexually assaulted. Oh, what a pussy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our, our next news story is some bad news for you, Tab. Uh-oh. I know you've been having some addiction problems uh-huh. lately. Um. Well, someone someone was thinking of you, and they created uh, a sort of uh, rehabilitation. Um, this is someone created a mod for Skyrim called No Skyrim. <laughs> you 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 put it into Skyrim, and it doesn't let you. It, it lets it lets you boot up Skyrim, but it won't load anything. So it's like my my Skyrim saves already. They're just totally sure, fucked. Sure, the, the ones that are already fucked, but. Uh, yeah, it lets you um, when you when you it won't let you boot up a new game and it won't let you boot up your uh, your saves. Unfortunately, um, uh, the people that want to keep you addicted mm-hmm. have stopped this uh, <gasps> wonderful. Rehab- they won't allow this mod. They won't allow this Sons mod. Sons of bitches. Yeah, that's that is fucking insulting. I should be able to choose to not have a Skyrim. Right. I want a mod that's the exact opposite of the. Uh, Skyrim overhaul patch, unofficial patch, right? Yeah. Where you sleep? It, it no, it it reintroduces all the bugs from version from version one oh, of yeah. Skyrim before, before any the of patches. their official patches. But then it also introduces new bugs that <laughs> just like yeah, after about four hours, the game just becomes an unplayable nightmare mess. <laughs> with the the goal, of course, to see how far into this nightmare you could make it, and it. It like wipes out any te- it cancels out any texture mods. I mean, I think this would be a great mod. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when this guy, your followers always disappear. As soon as you give them anything, it, they just they're gone. Permadeath. Permadeath. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so when this guy put this mod out, he announced it in uh, the Skyrim mod subreddit. He said uh, it was quote the greatest mod on the Nexus. He was answering everyone's questions. Um, this is how he explains it. It does what you think it does. It makes it impossible to play the actual game. So now when you hit new game, instead of playing the fucking game, you just don't. And the feedback was positive. Someone said, quote, so instead of downloading 200 mods and making Skyrim not launch, I can now do it with only one. What an efficient mod. You know, this is why I like ModDB better, because they will let anything on their platform. They don't care. Yeah. The idea of saying, no, you can't have this mod, even though people like it, and even though it's not malicious, uh, because we don't like it, is fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. There are there are 4,000 mods on the Nexus mods. Uh, in every, every different release of Skyrim, to make your followers big, titty, naked, like, dragon people. Those are 75% of the mods. All totally fine. For Skyrim. You want to make a mod that makes Skyrim unplayable? You can just uh, install and uninstall at any time, uh-huh. just like any of the other mods. Absolutely unacceptable. Unfortunately, it was a little buggy. Uh, one of the sub, one, uh, subreddit commented saying, saying that after downloading this mod, I was still able to play Skyrim on the Nintendo Switch. Can you, fi- <laughs> can you please fix this bug? Um. Well, now there is a uh, there is a petition for Nexus mods to, to reinstate to it. reinstate it. Yeah, yeah. I want to download that mod, and I want to download that mod for one reason and one reason only: to protect your save games. 
There you go. If if you don't know that I have that mod, right, in my mod loader, and you come in here and you're like, I'm going to load up Tab Skyrim game, delete all his old saves, yep. sell all his shit. Kill a bunch of... Kill a bunch of it, like essential NPCs. Essential NPCs, yeah. Uh, and, then, and then fast travel to... Uh, to um, Skulldefin or something where there's a lot of high level enemies. I can, I can make sure you can't do that because you're like load. No, nothing load, nothing. What is going on? And then I walk over and like, Tim, what are you doing? I spray him with a little spray bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's uh, well, that's good. I, I hope they do reinstate that. Maybe too. That censorship will not stand. Yeah, this is at, and this is after the heels of uh, that Arthmore guy leaving well, Nexus yeah. because because they, they want to bundle. Yeah, fuckers. Well, uh, that takes. Well, uh, this has been the Ricketta News I Network. I keep fucking that up. Definitely not fake news. And that takes care of our legal obligation this week. But you know, it doesn't take care of what buying more, downloading more RAM so we can play more Skyrim mods. If you want to help us with that, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for here's what I don't get, which is the name of the show. And over there, we have five tiers we have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each episode, plus our video episodes. Our two dollar tier, where you get the access to the random bits and bobs you do here and there. Our $5 tier, we do our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get. We drop the hate and talk about what's great. Our, and our $10 tier, where you, the fans, submit a film. We sit down and watch and record a feature-length commentary. For August, we watch Lost in Space, the greatest movie about a helmet being deployed <laughs> ever made. One of the only movies Heather Graham is in where she does not show her titties. Yeah. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Uh and we enjoyed that. The submissions are open for September's movie commentary. Some of us enjoyed it a little bit more than others. So what? Lost in space. Who is? Are you talking about you? Yeah. No, Tim, got, <laughs> Tim got hammered, hammered on two drinks. He had he did not get his hammered last night on the same two drinks. I don't know what the difference yeah, was. Uh, you probably with probably the seventy two ounce glasses you were serving him out of. What? <laughs> I was serving out of a regular fucking old fashioned glass, you punk bitch. Uh, anyway, listen to that. And then he, in the middle of the fucking thing, he trips over the, 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 he, he trips over uh, nothing and turns off the fucking recording. Yep. Absolutely embarrassing. Uh, and then finally we have our $50 spite producer tier where you get a say in the show. You want special guests. You want special issues. You want no nerd shit. You want extra nerd shit. You want the show deep fried. You want a special video episode, special commentaries, whatever you want that we can do. We will try and fulfill it. Uh, that's why Tyrone Watermelon's on this week. That's why he was kicked out of the Discord because the spite producers get to decide how the show works. So, uh, oh, I'm going to be back and I'm going to harass the shit out of that dude. Yeah, do I need to send you an invite? That would be lovely. Please yeah, hold on. Let me do that right now. Uh, back in the Discord, and he's immediately joined it. There you go. Uh, Anyway, thank you to all our patrons, big and small, for supporting the show. We do appreciate it. You help make the show possible, and uh, you know we wouldn't be doing this without you. So, thank you so so much. We hope you keep supporting the show. And we hope you enjoy all the extra content we try and put out to uh, satisfy you. But anyway, let's get into the final issue this week. Here's what I don't get: uh, people that don't care about their pets. I uh, my cat got a clog in his urethra which apparently happens to male cats. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, it happens to male cats all the time. Why did no one (laughs) fucking say anything to me in the last two years? Yeah, I I had no idea. Uh, 
that's actually kind of one of those things where if you'd said, hey, male cats are like a really high. Uh, the place he's at right now, they're like, yeah, we get three or four of these a week. Wow. I know. How many cats could there possibly be in the Tulsa area? <laughs> uh, so he's he's blocked up. It's like, why did no one, if someone had said to me at any point in the last two years, you know, male cats have problems with their urinary stuff. You should think about putting them on a urinary diet to prevent this. I would have been like, well, there's urinary food right next to the fucking regular food. The only reason why he's peeing a cat chow is because that's the fucking vet serve, served him that I bought him from. And it's like, it's a reasonable price. Like, I'm fucking, I'll just buy peeing a cat chow. Well, who gives a shit? So anyway, uh, so I had to take him in. I came home from work on Friday night and he was, he was laying right here on the studio floor. Uh, and he had vomited several times and he was just laying there. Was not, wasn't moving. I tried to get him, pick him up and make him stand. He wouldn't move. Uh, he just toppled over. And so that Saturday morning I started, I thought, I thought he had an infection of some kind. Like he had a cold cause he's had, mm -hmm. he had a cold a couple of years ago and he had similar symptoms. So I, Called around some vets and took him to a vet that's not my normal vet. And then they sent me to this emergency vet place. And now I'm at a third vet emergency place, which is where he is right now. And hopefully he's coming home tomorrow. Uh, and it's rough. But it made me think of way back in Biggest Problem when Maddox brought in dogs as, as an issue. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about how uh, dogs aren't members of your family because you can just buy a new one. <laughs> How fucking cold. Yeah, and it's it's there are people like this. And Maddox is a great example. If you go back and listen to that episode where he talks about dogs, he is uh, it's like he doesn't understand human evolution. Yeah. Because we brought dogs up from wild animals to be our friends. And that's what that's what your pets are. You build this relationship. There's there's give and take. You you cannot, there is no pet on earth that there has to be something that the pet gets from you to warrant its love of you, right? You have to have some amount of humanity, I think, to have yeah, a pet. Yeah. But there are people that that don't value pets. The people that get a dog and they're like, well, we don't want the dog to be inside all the time. So, you know, because he'll pee in the house. So rather than do anything to tra train the dog, we're just going to put him in the backyard and make him fucking live there forever. Yep. Uh, the people that that have indoor, outdoor cats and they don't really care. And they're like, oh, and cat didn't come home tonight. Like, yeah, d don't you want to go step out on the front porch and call? See what's going on? Uh, just people that... Even people like me who, you know, I don't, I don't really care for dogs so much, Yeah, uh, but I understand why people like dogs. I understand why people like their specific dogs. I just don't always want to deal with their people, but there are people that will like get upset that people bring dogs to work or to the, to a bar or to uh, an outdoor music mm -hmm. festival or something and they'll get all bent out of shape. It's like this, what do you, you just want to leave their, have those people leave their dog at home? You know, the, they're outside. It's fine. They're picking up the poop. Fucking mind your own goddamn business. Yeah. These people that just think think of pets as objects. Nuis nuisances. And and nuisances. Like, to the, the point where you walk in and they're like, oh, he's blocked up. Like, All right, I guess we'll just put him down. 
you know, I'll, I'll put him down and I'll swing by Petco on the way home and adopt a new one. Like I bought a new computer, you know, it's, it, it's totally different. You know, my computer just died, just wouldn't turn on one day. And within a matter of hours, a new computer was ordered, right? Cause that's a functional object. Mm-hmm. It's, I have no, I have no feelings about my computer. My computer is a tool. It's, and, but we have those, we can have those relationships with, with inanimate objects too. Like your car, a lot of people, you know, they remember their first car. They remember their, you know, their childhood bicycle mm-hmm. or whatever. But what people really remember are their pets. Yeah. Like every. I'm a, as someone with the burgers, I'm one of those autistic people that will like, thank you. My, thank my car for its service. Mm. I'll talk to my car. You know, I, I care about my car as much as I care about, you know, any, any of my friends, any of my casual friends, casual acquaintances and that kind of thing. Probably more. I mean, so. my car has been more reliable than some of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but people just, people just treat animals as these throwaway things that they, they come and go, you know, my cat, um, I adopted him from a vet. In Tal in the Tahlequah area, at some town outside of Tahlequah, I don't remember what it was, but he was adopted for a weekend, and then they just brought him back. Like, yeah, we don't want him; it's not working out. He's he's too much cat for us, I guess. <laughs> and you know what the vet did? They put him back in the cage he had been living in for a year, and he just sat in that cage with his back to the world until I showed up and took him home, and. Uh, like those people just, it, it was like buying a bad, oh yeah, we bought these walkie talkies at Walmart. They didn't really work out and return them. Uh, I bought this, um, new assembly for the flusher in my toilet, but it's not really working. So you could go ahead and just take that back and give me my money back. That'd be, that'd be great. Like this is a living animal. Yeah. This is a living animal that when you saved it, it was like, oh, things are going to be different now. This is my home. And mm-hmm. then Monday morning comes along and it's like, nope, back in your fucking cage. Like, I just can't Gosh. think of another level of cruelty. Yeah. People that, um, you know, Mike, I think I've told the story before. My sister found this dog and it had distemper when she was very young. And, you know, so it had the shakes and whatnot mm-hmm. and it would run and it's, it's back legs would like run faster than its front legs and fall <laughs> over. And, and so, it just—it was a stray dog that just showed up. We kept in the backyard. We put up signs, "Stray dog," because my mom didn't want to keep it. Like, you know, this got to be someone's dog. Yeah. And the way the way dogs get distemper is uh, they don't get their vaccinations when they're young, and so we ended up going taking it to be vaccinated and all the, that stuff. And then one late one night, there was a really bad storm, and a tree branch fell and damaged our gate, our back gate, and the dog got out. And I went. We lived across the street in this big park, and I went out into the park, mm-hmm. you know, in this fucking pouring storm, because he he was an he was an outside dog, but we had a whole uh, portable building shed thing that that was his dog house. Okay, yeah. So that's where he he went most of the time. He'd come inside the house uh, during the evening, uh, but our my our sister my sister wasn't training him very well, so he couldn't stay inside overnight or while we weren't home during the day. So anyway. So he was out there in his in the portable building and the gate and he gets out. I go into the park calling his name, trying to catch him. Can't find him. Sister's t- totally distraught. We put up posters 
And then one day we get a call on the poster. Hey, uh, we found your dog, but it's actually our dog. He got away a couple months ago. Um, and our kids are really happy to see him back again. So we're going to keep him. And it's like, this is a pet. This is a pet that disappeared from your house for months. You didn't bother to put up signs. And even before that, you didn't bother to do any of the basic things of keeping yeah. an animal healthy, you know, getting it spayed or getting it was a boy. So getting it neutered, getting its shots. You know, this dog has a has a lifelong neurological condition because you didn't care. So I fucking found their house and I stole that dog back. And I once again, no posters, no phone calls. Just, oh, I guess the dog's gone. Those people didn't care. No. Th- to those people, yeah, you could just go buy another dog and, and swap them out. Like you'd swap out an alternator on your car <laughs> or the way you go buy a new sofa and then decide you don't like it and bring the one upstairs, downstairs, and the one that's now downstairs, take it upstairs. Even though it's a fucking pain in the ass to get it up there in the first place. It's, it is shocking to me that people can have, this is why if these people can feel so little about pets, imagine how, what do they feel about humans? Like, I don't really give a fuck about other people, but there's a certain level of compassion. I don't want to see a person suffering unless they have a D in front of their name. Uh, But these people can just, See an ant, let an animal suffer, let an animal. I don't know. It's like the people. When I was a kid, we had this cat. It showed up in the middle of December, like in the cold, and we took it in. It got out one day, and we'd only had it for like six months at that point, and I was bawling. I went around to my neighborhood asking every single person I could on foot. Like, have you seen this cat? Have you seen this cat? Have you seen this cat? I cannot understand seeing those animals as nothing more than a toll. Yeah. I still have feelings for a cat we had for a month. Yeah. We, we found it, it was uh, the, the, uh, the cat followed my dog home uh, on a walk. So it's your dog's cat. It was my, it was my dog's cat. Yeah. <laughs> which is, which is, which was crazy. Cause she didn't like cats. No. Uh, but for some reason like this one cat followed him, followed home. We had him, we had the cat for about a month. Guess who the cat liked the dog. Me. Oh, cat slept, slept, uh, in my room on my bed every night. Yeah. I like that cat. I really did. What happened to it? We took him to the vet, uh, and uh, he went to a loving family that didn't have someone allergic to cats. Mm. You wouldn't put him on a farm. No, no. We we got uh, we got a picture of him later with the family. See, that's that's the other thing is that people people are like ah oh, you know just a dog, like but no, your dog is different than trucking and tucking's dog, yep. who is different than my guitar player's friend's dogs, which is different than the dog that I. They're they're like people. These they have personalities. They have personalities. They have emotions. I've got two dogs. They're diff. They're different people. Yeah, and you know, Reacher. I've my mom has had cats. My ex girlfriend had cats. None of them were like Reacher. He's a he's a whole other kind of cat. He's like a dog in a lot of ways, and and I you know. 
I can't just go to a pet store and be like, yeah, I want a, I want a Reacher model. They're not like, like a robot. Can I get the Reacher 2, please? Yeah, well, the one with the upgraded yeah. pe- penis software. <laughs> <laughs> You, you you can't do that, you know, and not to say that you can only have one and then never have one again, but uh, there's a gamble there. Like, what's the personality going to be like? What What is the and and there's a loss. You know, I, one of the reasons why I've never really wanted to have another dog is because the dog that we had when I was a kid, uh, he's he was the best dog. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck all the other dogs. And and I don't think I'll ever find a dog that. I would love and who has that like just everything about him that was so great. And I've dealt with a bunch of dogs. You know, I like your dogs fine. I like trucking a Tuckins dog fine, but you know, they're, they're not Mike. They're not my dog. You know, that's something I I don't think women get as well as men with the whole dog thing. Cause you see those memes like, Oh, our, our dad said he didn't want another dog. And then this is him after five minutes. What they don't seem to have the same connection is when my dog died, that, that was my dog. I cried for a month. Sometimes when I think about her, I still get teary eyed. There is no dog in the world that could replace my best friend. Yeah. I don't really want another one. Yeah. That when those, those, when dad says he doesn't want another mm-hmm. thing, it's usually a case like that. There's just, you know, it'd be like, it'd be like if your wife died and you get remarried immediately, you know, unless she was a bitch. <laughs> it's they're not disposable. They're they're every ounce a member of your family yeah. or your friend. Well, and some people do immediately get remarried to try and fill that hole. Yeah, that is true. Uh, but, you know, we, you know, we call them sluts. I was going to there's something else I was going to say there, but now I forgot because you started talking about holes. Oh, uh, one thing that absolutely drives me fucking nuts with this, though, is is fucking the I I think I brought this in as an issue is the pet parent. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, uh, are you Reacher's dad? No. Reacher's dad is some stray cat in fucking Tahlequah. I am his human owner. He's my friend. Uh, He's my familiar companion animal, but I'm not his father. We're family in a sense. We're not family in a biological ancestry thing. Yeah. I don't raise, I haven't raised him to do anything. I just parallel evolve with him. Fucking, ah, it makes, just makes me nuts. And I can't even articulate to people why, why it annoys me because I don't want to seem like I don't care, but I do. It just fucking, I hate that phraseology. You're his dad. I hate it too. No. it pisses me the fuck off because I mean, I can articulate why I hate it. If you have a baby, you cannot just go and leave it alone. It will fucking kill itself. You can leave, just get up. Goodbye dog. And like leave for a day and it will be fine. When you come back, they're not your fucking babies. They're not your fucking children. You're not its fucking father. You're its owner. When you tell it to do something, it does it. Yeah. Yeah. I could go. I mean, I could probably feasibly, Four or five days, leave him completely unattended. You know, nobody else in the house, Mm -hmm. nobody coming to check on him because his food's on an automatic feeder. He's got a big water thing that cycles water and three boxes. So 
he could, he could go five days probably with the, I probably have to set up an, an additional water supply for him just to be totally safe. Cause that's what really runs out. Sure. But you couldn't do that with a, he's four, right? Yeah. You couldn't do that with a four year old kid. Nope. You could do that. You could do that maybe with a 12 year old kid. I think 12 would be the youngest age where I could go. You could leave a kid unattended for over for like a day overnight into a day where they can like, ma- Oh, here's, here's the, the frozen pizza. Yeah. Here's some, and some it, lunch it, stuff. it would have to be a well-behaved kid and it has to be a well-behaved kid. Yeah. And it's like, we're going to leave Friday morning or sa- Saturday morning and then we'll be back Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Like, okay. You know, 24 hours by yourself. And I and I made some spaghetti. I made some spaghetti so you can heat it up in the microwave. Exactly. Fifteen, you can maybe go like a Friday to a Sunday. If you, yeah, yeah. If you trust them. If you trust them. Yeah. And then once you get into sixteen, you fuck take care of yourself. Fuck's sake. Get off the teat. But yeah, they're. I like the term familiar. Yeah, we were we were, we were, we're talking go- about this last yeah. night. Yeah, more so than. Than uh, more than anything, because yeah. that's that's kind of what it is. I don't know. Fucking just value value your pets. If you've got your pet, if you got a pet, you know, take care of it. Do the stuff that the doctor tells you not to, like feeding your dog cheese. Yep, but not chocolate mm-hmm. or whatever. But you're not supposed to feed dogs cheese. Oh, I just say that because uh, the captain in Enterprise fed his dog cheese, and he was always told not to. But oh. You know, you like you give them. You know, oh, we got made steak. Here's a little cut off a little piece of yeah. the steak and throw it down in your bowl. Yeah, everybody's happy there. Oh, we we made a uh, ham. You know, here's the here's the bone for the dog. I'm making a tuna sandwich. Let me scoop out a little bit of this tuna yep. and put it in the cat's bowl. Save the last bite for the dog. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, treat them treat them like you would a good friend, and you'll have a good friend for. As long as you can, you know, and fucking fucking bring your pets inside when it's cold or hot. Disgusting. I went out to dinner when my brother was in town. Yeah. And, you know, the, it was, the sun hadn't gone down yet. It was 95 plus out. There's just a car, car in a restaurant, two dogs in the car. God damn it. No windows, no windows rolled down. running. Car not running. See, I could do that in my car with a remote start. It runs for 20 minutes. So yeah, like, yeah. if I had the cat, you know, coming home from the vet or something, it's like, ah, I really need to stop and get toilet paper or whatever from, from Walmart. I can stop, lock the car, start it from my phone, run in, get the one thing, run back out. No big deal. If I had a dog, same thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go fucking to a place to eat. You know, unless again, unless it's like I'm going to stop outside this restaurant and pick up my to go order like this Chinese food real quick. But again, leave the car running. Yeah, I guess if it's very cold, you could get away with not leaving the car running because the heat will stay in there for mm-hmm. a minute or two. But like, what's the fucking harm in it? Crack a window. It yeah, fucking if your dog is in the car in the summertime. Run the heater. Run the. I run the heater. <laughs> <laughs> Bake that fucker to death. <laughs> no, run the AC. <sighs> Bad people. My sister. My, my sister had this uh, sticker on her back window of like a dog 
facing forward with his head blowing in the breeze and it wasn't well applied and people would and it's obviously a sticker yeah people walk out and be like what you left your dog in the car left my dog that's clearly blowing in the breeze and the bottom of his neck is not connected to anything (laughs) you fucking idiot uh, what were you going to say, Tyrone? Obvious lack of concern. Because, like, it, it takes one second. Literally. There you go. There's enough air for the dog. Yeah. Can't do it, though. That would, uh... Then my, my car might get stolen. More important than my car doesn't get stolen than my my friend and de- someone who depends on me uh, dies yeah. from terrible heat stroke bunch of miserable people well anyway that's my issue and i guess that wraps it up for this week's episode tyrone thanks for coming on thank you for having me sorry i was a little bit autistic no don't worry about it we all are (laughs) especially tim uh uh, thank you brass knuckles for spiting fred rush with this guest episode and uh thank you everybody for listening thanks for supporting the show patreon.com forward slash hwadg check it out And until next time, I'm Tab Burt. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. I'm Tyrone Watermelon. Catch you next week. the here's again hotline call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get or you can visit us on discord in the discord upload channel uh also i think we're going to launch a separate voicemail for gabbing about godzilla so if you like it if you're liking it so uh we were before the show talking about gabbing about godzilla yeah and uh i really enjoyed doing that me too yeah two episodes kind of starting to make us into godzilla fans a little bit. A little bit. I'd almost be willing to do it weekly, uh, but then it wouldn't be as funny, spitefully. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what the best part about Gavin about Godzilla is, Tim? What? It's a show that reviews Godzilla movies, uh-huh. not um, random shit we get in the mail or terrible mobile games or some fucking anime that no one wants to watch. Like, it's like, when you think of Godzilla, what do you think about? Monster movies. Monster movies. With Godzilla in them. Godzilla. (laughs) So uh, I'm looking forward to our next episode. We're going to have some big, big surprises for everybody. They're already in the works. That's how how great Gavin about Godzilla is, that the show basically makes itself. (laughs) So uh, anyway, check that out. Go watch the videos if you want to on YouTube. But uh, let's hop into some voicemails. I know we've got a couple. I should have uh, refreshed this before we started the voicemail thing instead of right now, like an idiot. And I think this is the first week that I haven't had to restart the Wi-Fi. This piece of shit. Okay, Tab, you won me over. I'm also Moto G7 Power Mastery. I love it. I bought it for $180 two years ago, and the thing minimum lasts three days on a battery charge still. It's absurd. And here's a, to make my phone goes into podcast on a little Samsung because, uh, you know, you authentic age of it. Yeah, the battery life on this thing is fucking insane. Uh, I'm at 35%, and I have, I have no idea the last time I charged it. Probably uh, Thursday night into Friday. That's wow. my guess. 
Because that was Friday. I had a show, so I, I had. That's my guess is the last time I charged it. Yeah, this thing is this thing is great. Yeah, I've got to charge mine every other day. If not, yeah, I have to charge the G the uh, Z Force with extended battery every day. This this one beats it. I don't know what the deal is. And then one more. Only two voicemails this week. I really enjoyed the Godzilla podcast and the podcast you guys did this week. I mean, it's definitely uh, in the top three Godzilla podcasts I've ever listened to. It's really amazing how when you're talking about something you know about, like practical effects, how dead on you are. You know, unlike when you're talking about things like operating. I really love the Godzilla segment. I request that you do it every week and for at least 50% of it, it's stereotypical Japanese voice. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would make that a lot better. I, I'd almost be willing to do it every week, but it, I think it would balloon the episode lengths to obscene lengths. If we were to start doing it every week, I, the, I, the, I think the only solution would be to launch it on its own separate RSS feed, yeah, yeah. which would be... Uh, it wouldn't be hard. It would just be something we had, we'd have to do. But I, I mean, keep them pretty short. It's not like we have to talk about the every single plot point of the entire movie for the entire length of what the movie is. Yeah, that's what, that's what Wikipedia's for. What, we, we should read the Wikipedia, is that what you're saying? Like a really terrible podcast? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, until next time. Tyrone, thank you again for joining us. Thank you again for having me. And uh, to everybody else, we'll see you next time. <laughs>